Today's date is February 3rd, 2023. Jesus said, get behind me, say. Jesus said, get away from me, say. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Now Jesus went to the desert 40 nights and 40 days. When he got tired and hungry, to his father he would pray. But the devil came to Jesus, said, if you want to be fed, why don't you turn these big old worthless stones to bread? Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil kicked Jesus. To the temple up on top He said, if you are the son of God Jump on this open drop A bold of scripture says that angels Will slow you falling down And they'll gently put your feet back on the ground Get behind me, Satan Jesus said, get behind me, Satan Jesus said, get away from me, Satan Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God Get behind me, Satan Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil gave to Jesus to a mountaintop to show all the cities and the nations and the kingdoms here below. And the devil gave to Jesus, you can't have all that you see. If you will just bow down and worship me. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, he said, don't. Tempt the Lord thy God. Hello and welcome to This is an official Godcast. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here tonight. My name is Ron Johnston. And I am here with Flightworks Mary. And if you could believe it, can you believe it? Can you believe it? <laughs> I'm here with Echoes tonight. <laughs> yeah. And of course, we have another great testimony tonight. Giving his testimony is Con Lee from the Con Lee podcast. We're so excited to have him as well. So let's go ahead and say hello to everyone. Flightworks Mary, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Fantastic. I uh, figured I would take two cups of coffee with me tonight because <laughs> we are going to do a little bit of some extended timing tonight. Uh, normally we uh, rush out to go see Conley after the show 
tonight, nobody has to rush. Nobody has to go anywhere. They can just stay right here for the next two hours. Yeah. Uh, and Mary and I have talked about it, and we decided instead of just going back to back, why don't we just go from now until then, the whole time, <laughs> oh, yeah. together, one big happy family, like we need, like like we should be anyway, right? Yeah. And um, wow. so Mary, uh, how are you doing tonight? You're good. I'm good. It's you know typical Friday. I'm a bean counter, so it's Thank still you. month end. A week later, <laughs> so just busy. So I know. Thank God it's Friday yeah. though. Yes, Man, I'm excited I, about tonight. So, and uh, you do have one special announcement about our shore up. Yes, we have added another um, person to the squad. And for those that don't know. The Shore Up program, and I'll tell you real quick, is uh, it stands for Salvation, Helping Others Remain Encouraged, Uplifted, and Prayerful. So what it is is basically a squad of people that are going to be stepping in um, where people land when they accept Christ, um, either, you know, through the Godcast or, you know, live or when they listen to it later, or it doesn't even have to be through the Godcast. So anybody that needs, um, you know, that has just accepted Christ and it's a boost. I mean, shore up means to support something or keep something from falling. So, and that's what we want to do. So we've added uh, another woman to our squad. So now we have three women and one man. And the uh, gal that we just added, you might know her. Um, her her name is Laura, and she's the little red rocking chair. So she's going to be uh, available for anyone that um, is just an addition to our family. So That's beautiful. Love it. Love to hear it. And who else do we have here with us tonight? Is that Echoes? Do I hear her? Oh, I think I did. Echo. Hello. <laughs> Hi, how are you? That how are oh, you? I'm great. Haven't, hasn't everybody, haven't we all missed this laughter? Isn't it good to hear again? Oh, I know it. I know it. <laughs> I've uh, missed being on here on Podbean. Oh, it's we really missed you. Thank you so much for asking me. I'm super stoked to hear the Conley share. I'm here to support you, man. Standing <laughs> with you. You got this. I got to tell you something. You know, it was awesome when we were doing our sound check earlier in the week, and Mary said, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have echoes come on," and uh, then I had to tell them a story about you texting me last summer. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm going to, we're going to talk a little bit about that too, but that's, that's totally a God, a God thing. It's, it's just a, it's a neat thing to see what God kind of did tonight with you being here. Kind of special to me too. It's super awesome. Cause he's the one that told me you need to be doing podcasts. And you got a lot to share, man. You have a that's lot right. to share. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes so I don't think so. Let's go ahead and tell that story. Um, yeah, you, yeah okay. you tell it, Ron. Our, our co-host, Mike, could not be here with us tonight. And he, it was okay. He, he told me on Monday, gave plenty of time, so no big deal. Mike, if you're listening, we miss you. We love you. You can't wait to have you back we next week. love you, Mike. Yep. It'll be a special week. And I have no idea why, but Echo's name pops into my head. And, you know, I'm like, Echo's. God, I love her. I love her. 
but why echoes and and like she doesn't know me i i don't really i mean i i know her from her podcast and i and i love her podcast i i don't if you haven't heard me say it her her laughter just strengthens me it, it makes my heart grow like 10 times sizes too big and Aww. fills my soul and <laughs> i just i love i love her so much because she is so genuine and you could feel the love of god through her when she talks she yeah, genuinely sure. loves the lord and you just know that from listening to her but but she doesn't know me and i'm thinking but she doesn't know me she, I, I don't even know if she listens to the godcast I, I don't know i haven't seen her on here <laughs> so i kind of bypassed that and i asked somebody else if they you know if they were actually i just asked somebody if they were working on friday and if you're listening you know who you are and that person responded yes so i, I didn't want to interfere with that and then I brought up another name to Mary and I think that was just it. But, but Mary was like, no, no, no. And then all of a sudden Mary says, what did you say to me, Mary? In big capital letters, wait, wait, Jennifer. Oh. <laughs> so, so she's on the same page for some reason. And I, I don't know why she said that. And it was funny. Cause I was like, you know what? That was my first intuitive thought was yes, her. And I don't yeah. know why, I don't know why, but then we do the sound check with Con Lee. Line. Yeah. And then we do this and oh, then we do the sure. sound check with Con Lee and Con Lee, what do you tell us? That, um, <laughs> exactly what Jennifer <laughs> just said a little bit ago is that yeah. she had been, you know, messaged me back and forth and saying, you know, Conley, you've got a, you're going to be doing something. You're going to be, you need to do your, you need to do a podcast. You need to do something. And this was and, years ago. No, no, this was um, this past summer. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, and we had, podcast. well, we had met, we met at Bards Fest. And for those of you that don't know, and for some of you that don't, may not remember, um, Echoes is the, is the woman that made the 300 clay pots that, we, that were broken um, when the shofars were broken or blown. She handmade all 300 of those. Um, Yes, they and I too. they they were and I have matter of fact I'm, the neat thing about being able to do this with y'all tonight is that I don't have to sit in my chair because when I do my show I, I do it off my PC but when you do when you call in you have to call in off the app so I get to walk around so I'm actually looking at two of the pots that I took <laughs> and brought <laughs> home with me <laughs> and, and they're not they're not whole I didn't don't don't think that I didn't do an un-Jesus thing and take them before you know they got broken because that would have been wrong <laughs> but I found some that were kind of you know the bottoms were in good shape and you know the sides are over there and I have a lot of my bards you know bard stuff inside of them and some of the notes that people gave to me you know just walking around i've got a my uh i've got a challenge coin uh that was given to me that sits in there it's it sits uh they sit next to my uh mark mccloskey barbecue sauce that i, I got when i was there <laughs> and <laughs> but um she would message me and then she asked me to sit in on do one of her one of her podcasts because she was going to be out and it was just leading a bible study and it was um, kind of around the time that I began to um, spend a lot of time with Duncan and Jeff. And Jeff actually was on that, um, was in the chat. So it was neat to have him there because he's real knowledgeable. And 
uh, about things. And so we just kind of led a, a, a Bible study for, you know, an hour. And I had never done anything like that. I was using my phone and my ear pods. That's how I, that's how we did it. And that's just that she has been just there going, you have a lot to say, you need to do one, you need to do one. And then as the year got on and spent a lot more time on Kilted Christian, uh, I never expected that to happen. I really didn't. Um, yeah. To be on, I was just going to be a one-time thing. And then it became, <laughs> now it's a, now then it became a Monday thing. And we've changed the name several times. And yeah. I told Duncan early on, I was like, don't just keep the expectations really, really low. <laughs> We're going to set the bar low for Mondays so that the, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows and Fridays are all going to be really, really good. <laughs> and people will be like, wow, we have a dumbing down on the Monday. So that's when I, that's when I came up with the name non, non-Mensa Monday. Yeah. You know, this is not a high IQ show. And, uh, <laughs> and just think she had just so much to do about. with that, you know, like, and now she, here she, she really is did. tonight with you and God had this mm-hmm. whole thing figured yeah. out. Like yeah. we didn't even have totally to worry already about planned. anything. No, yeah. not at all. Not at all. That's the neat thing about um, being believers. And obviously for those, you know, who may be listening who aren't or who don't even know kind of what we're talking about, you know, our relationship with Christ can be up and down. It can be like any other relationship. And that's kind of where my I have been in my 54 years, but things like what you're hearing isn't just happenstance it's not just a karma thing right it is all god telling his kids what are you worrying about why are you being anxious i told you to be anxious for nothing right when you have that personal relationship with him it happens quite often oh yeah yeah and 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 you see it all the time and you you know and, and all you can do is just smile and say thank you thank you i know you got me thank you lord yeah Exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's uh, that's why one of my favorite uh, verses, Philippians four six. Right. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Yeah. And that's it. Don't sweat it, man. Don't worry about it. God's got this. Yeah. He had a plan all along before we even knew it. Yep. So yep. beautiful. We've got such an all star cast for your uh, our listeners tonight. And um, Mary and I didn't plan it, just so you know. Yeah, it was all God. <laughs> oh, God. It's all God. Kindly, uh, so you're going to give your testimony tonight. I am. Um, but before we do, please, uh, for those of us who don't know, tell us about the Conley podcast. Tell us what that's all about. Tell us the times, where we can find it, the days. You bet. It's every day. <laughs> it's Monday through Friday at uh, 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock on the East Coast. And if you haven't listened to the show, I tell the West Coast people they know how to do math, so I don't do the, I don't do the times over there. They can figure it out. Math has always been kind of a difficult thing for me, so I can just remember seven o'clock Central, eight o'clock on the East Coast, and it's Monday through Friday. Um, I had waited until the the first of this year to do it. One because I knew that uh, God just hadn't put it on my heart really to get going until the first of the year. I had a lot of people asking me in December and November and October, even then, 
you know, when are you going to do yours? And um, I just quite, I wasn't quite ready. Um, just wasn't, not that I was unsettled, but it just wasn't the time yet. And so um, my show, I want to do it a little bit differently than um, Kilted Christian or even, even Bards FM and definitely Fishers of Men. But it's still God-centered and God-based. But people can actually call into my show. And I enjoy that, even if it's an opposing opinion or an opposing thought or a different line of thought. Um, I definitely do try to keep it on the topic that um, I've, I've kind of brought for the night. But then, obviously, it being God-centered, it's going to go the direction that God says to go. And so there have been times where um, I've had an idea and, and my, my bullet points for the show, and I'll have clips, or then I'll have my stories, and then somebody will call in, and it'll be completely off the radar. Yeah. And then that's what we'll just talk, and that's what we'll talk about. Um, it could it's be actually you pretty know, awesome. It's really awesome. I think it's neat. I think that, uh, you know, the other night, um, a lot of you guys know Bowler Man, you know, Jason, Jason called yeah. in and was talking about, you know, chickens. Well, you know, it was topical because of what's going on with the hen, with the eggs and, and fires and all that kind of stuff. But he doesn't, he's starting kind of a thing where he lives and now he's going to begin to. And so we just kind of moved into that that direction with him. And if that can become an example to other people in the towns or cities or counties where they live, and they may not have been, they may be waiting to get outside of their own box or trying to get an idea of what they can do to be proactive, then that's what we're going to talk about. And we're, I get them. It's not snarky. Snarky's for snarky will be on Mondays with uh, Duncan but i don't have a problem personally with shaming or calling out the people who are doing the things that are wrong yeah um i kind of and 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 you the theologians and the doctrinal people can can check me on this but i think of it more as a, a verbal table flipping yes. and yeah right <laughs> that's a good analogy it's and so that's what it's i'm gold. gonna do yes and if it's gonna be people like shift like last night i played uh four clips i had the i had al sharpton talking at the funeral of the of the man that was killed over in memphis and then talib and aoc and shift and people like that we all know kind of where they're coming from but it's good to hear their words and how they structure their language so that we can not just try to move off automatically into a purely negative component of thinking or reaction, we can just kind of go, oh, well, that makes sense. They're not all that bright. And so we still pray for them, but there you go. And if you're going to continue to act ignorant or petulant or adolescent, as those four were, then, okay, well, I'm going to treat you like a petulant adolescent you know, child. And I'm just going to go, oh, well, and ignore you. Right. You know, and call you out for your asinine comments. But mm -hmm. I'm not going to get so ramped up and, and leveled up like I used to. And that's been a God thing before, I would say, three years ago during, even after 9-11, they use emotion to get everybody shot to the roof. 
and then we got to go, go, go. Well, we can stay on an even keel and progress and move forward with, with the things that we need and should be doing. And a lot of that's born out of, um, if you guys are part of the Bards Nation, Bards family, you guys know the county by county and the seven pillars. That's what that's designed and based around. That's kind of what my show is. It's going to be light, and it, but mainly it's just to hear what other people have to say. It's neat to talk and chat, but it's also cool to have people like y'all call in. And you can, if you just want to say hi, say hi. I'll figure out a way to get you to talk. yeah exactly that's all it is yeah and, uh, and so hi <laughs> and right. you may get some people like punky you know that had somebody call in that i heard and that's okay man you just kind of it's sometimes it's herding cats other times it's you know just kind of managing things and saying well you know thanks for that on, you know, the benefit like you have on your screen right there, you have the ability to mute people. <laughs> and so when you were in the podcast, well, that Scott and I had kind of a discussion about call-ins and things like that. I don't have a problem with it. If they're trolls, they're trolls. I can always hit the mute and then I can kick them out yeah. Yeah. and then we'll go to the next one. And if nobody's called in, off to the next story. Limbaugh was, is my guy. I watched, I listened to him okay. for forever like we kind of all did. Um, he did a call-in. He did. He would have call-ins. Yeah. And you'd have people that, and then, you, you know, there's obviously uh, Bongino and Levin and I don't get as uptight with callers because I've never really had yet. It'll come, but Levin kind of is short with his, with his callers. So I don't want to do that. I just want to have people call in. They can voice their, their opinions and, you know, off we go. And that's the beautiful thing about this country yeah. is we still mm -hmm. have that ability yeah well it, it kind of ties in with this show um this show is so this podcast not not this show here tonight the the podcast <laughs> is a the podcast as a whole the podcast as a whole is awesome because people can hear other people give their testimony they're gonna uh, they're gonna they're going to recognize some things in that in their stories that are similar. They're going to mm -hmm. recognize some, or they're going to see some things that they're like, "Well, I you know that's kind of sad," and they may empathize or sympathize. But it's the people that speak are having their voices heard, and for the people who give their testimonies, it gives them an opportunity to get away, a further distance themselves from the guilt, shame, and the things that they're not too proud of that they they did beforehand. But speaking that um, is exactly what Satan and the world does not want you to do. Yeah. And so Satan wants you to keep it tamped down inside you. He wants it to keep it hidden. He wants you to be able to mull on it and to chew on it and then to work that through your mind so that it drives you down further into negativity or depression or things like that. But here, here, people can get the power of speaking that out while right. also being supportive to other people who may not be in that same place yet of, of, of like, well, I can't tell my story. And I even went through the same thing when you said, Hey, you want to be on the show? Mary, I was like, sure. Then the first thoughts were like, who's going to want to listen to me, man. I'm just some, that was the same way. Yep. Yeah. yeah everyone some, is like that. I think. Yeah, they all are. And that's just Satan. 
it, it, and, was, it was like that, that voice of me said, your, your story is not that interesting, Ron. And, and, and it's not. <laughs> it's just, it's just and, then, and then God says, God, that's not your story, bud. That's, that's so cool. Story. Right. I, right. I had, the, I had right. the feeling that people are going to, I'm going to get done with my testimony or for however long it's going to take. And people are going to walk away and go, wow, that's just like 45 day old, year old plain yogurt. It's just kind of there <laughs> and it's bland, but it, I, I just don't feel anything. And so why did I even do that? <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> I think it's going to be better than that. Yeah, well, I man. think God makes good yogurt. It's God Gert. God Gert. And Echoes. Yeah. Echoes, what have you been up to since you've uh, stopped podcasting? What have you been up to? Tell us what's going on in your life. Um, may I add something to what you guys were talking about with sharing your testimony first? Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the scripture about we're overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony yes. comes mm -hmm. to mind. And yes. when we share our testimony, like the first thing we do when we get saved is repenting. That is the first step towards being saved is repentance, realizing we screwed up. And our testimony, when we share that, we're like, yeah, we did that. Yeah, devil, we did that. You know, you're done. We've already faced it. It's been washed away by the blood. So hit the road, Jack, you know? Yep. And take when you share away. your, huh? You take the power away from them. Yes, yeah. yes. Exactly. And 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 when when we get to that place where there's no more guilt, there's no more shame, we know that we know the blood of Jesus has washed all that away and it has no place in our life and that book's closed. So Amen. we go forward and, and we're a new creation in Christ yeah. when we're saved. So it's time to kick it and give the testimonies <laughs> when Father God says it because we're going to yeah. kick some devil butt that way and overcome. We have authority of over what we overcome. We, we walk in greater authority in that. And the enemy knows that, so he tries to hold you back. Don't let that happen. So anyway, I, I better step off the soapbox before I bust my butt. But um, <laughs> Oh, we love hearing from you. <laughs> I'm preaching, sister. Yes. <laughs> um, what have I been doing? I just, I've been very quiet, listening a lot. And um, I am moving into, I'm still doing pottery, and there was a lot of heavy, heavy, heavy spiritual warfare for a, a long season. And that's okay. No worries. Father God's preparing. And um, he even told me, and I was like, did I do something to open a door? And he's like, I'm preparing you. And I said, yes, sir, let's do this. And so... Now I am working with the youth and um, I'm stepping into working, uh, volunteering at a place called the Rescue Me Project in town here. And it's with the youth that some are from, they, they partner with the 
juvenile detention rehab. Oh, that's awesome. In the juvenile detention center. So I'm bringing artwork in there and just getting to counsel in any way they need help. I just got to start, though. Wow. So that's about it. But that's awesome. <laughs> I knew it you is awesome. around doing nothing. No, right. I'm, I'm really taking it to the streets more. I'm, I'm trying Good. to not be online as much. I, I just, I haven't really been a big online person, but mm-hmm. I, I just really want to be more present in the community feet to the ground yeah well that's where it's at right right yes. so conley are you gonna bring it <laughs> yeah, he is and and for anyone for any of the listeners out there if you guys want to come and do your testimony please get in touch with us um you can email mary and myself and mike at this is an official godcast at gmail.com and we welcome you to do so please come on in and give your testimony as well and um yes i just wanted to thank you guys again i know i'm thanking you a lot offline but i just appreciate you asking and hearing holy spirit and that holy spirit hotline was ringing hot (laughs) yeah blessing you are a blessing you've been a blessing to all of us in the last year and you haven't been gone so long and i'm I'm pretty sure i can speak for everyone here and everyone that's listening is we miss you we love you and we miss you and it's so good to have you here tonight thank you for coming thank you it is and something else that um jim mentioned or when we were talking about getting this all together um that it's okay to ask the conley um questions like during his testimony he's okay with that so if you would like to just tag tag me um on that it would be awesome because then i can pay attention to that you could take jennifer or myself and we'll try to keep an eye on that and see if there's any questions that we can bring forward to uh conley as he shares his testimony <laughs> as he tries to keep up with chat but talks it is so <laughs> difficult isn't it was you when you're trying to do your show and you're speaking yeah. and you're talking yeah. about something and you're watching chat at the same time. And yeah, for those of you that well, listen to Bards FM, you can always hear him pause because the pause is yeah. when he's reading. That's why that's what yep. he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be sure to try to keep an eye on it. And if there's anything that pops up, I'll make a note of it. And then sure. uh, Jennifer and I will find a opportune time to, to um, interject a question if someone has it. So. But just make and sure also, you tag us because it's hard to see otherwise. So. Yeah. yeah, and also prayer, prayer requests. If yes, we've been doing this since uh, the first show. If you haven't caught on to it, but if you have a prayer request, please chat that in um, tonight. A little bit something different though. Just like Mary just said, go ahead and tag Mary if you have a prayer request. She's going to pray or she's going to pray at the end of Godcast, and um, we we welcome any prayers. And even maybe it's something you're not really comfortable talking about, but you have a prayer request, just tag Mary and chat in uh uh, what do we want to say mary uh uh uh, unspoken uh go ahead chat in unspoken tag mary unspoken and and we'll we'll pray for any unspoken prayer requests as well yep sounds good i'll keep an eye on that a couple announcements if i can before we're going to go to prayer but before let me do a couple announcements next week is a very very big week please everybody you must attend class next week february 10th friday 7 p.m eastern 
6 Central, we're going to have Pastor Ethan Holmes, and he's going to be speaking on salvation. So you don't want to miss that. Uh, we do salvation every night here, but Pastor Holmes is going to spend the full hour on salvation, so you have a very thorough understanding of what salvation actually is. And then we have future guest Mary, who's coming on February 24th? Who's this guy? Oh, so um, this guy, has. Um, some of you have heard me talk about uh, the King's Ranch several times. Um, that's the King's Ranch, apostrophe S, in Minnesota. Um, it's a ministry that Nate Wattenhofer had started um, several years ago. And we are going to have him on to share his testimony with all of you. So I'm, I'm bringing in some, some peeps from Minnesota to uh, share their, um, their story with God. And he's got quite a story of how all this kind of came to be. It's, it's a very, um, the ranch, as some of you kind of have maybe noticed, it's not just a place that I go out to dance a lot. It's, uh, it's a ministry, and it's a, a real uh, outreach for a lot of people and it's basically started out as a, a drug free and alcohol free place to go and fellowship with Christians and so um, he'll talk a little bit about his story so um, I'm really excited to have him come on so that's going to be February 24th on the Godcast. And right before that we're going to have Ezra Snow, we're also going to have uh, coming up in March Sovereign T, Jenny Lee Downs, Wade Remington, and then a couple more of uh, Mary's friends, Gwen Besser and Paulette Anderson, and then kicking off in April we're going to have Moonwolf and Murfette coming to join us. I think Murfette just signed on this week, so we're very excited about that. Yes. Um, so we have great, great testimonies coming up, so please join us every Friday 7pm right here on Podbean. And if I can, uh, we're going to go into prayer right now. And then after that, we'll kindly hand the mic over to you, sir. Right on. So if we can, please, uh, let's go to Father. Everyone, please bow your heads. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together and, uh, in your name here tonight for Godcast. May you, Lord, and only you receive all the glory for everything that happens here tonight. We praise you, Father, and we are forever grateful for your word. We thank you, Lord, for Con Lee here tonight giving his testimony. It's our prayer that the work you've done in his life will encourage others and draw them closer to you so that if there's anyone here tonight that is not saved, we ask that you show them the need for Christ as their Savior. Thank you, Lord, for everyone here that has joined us tonight live and also for those that will listen on the recording in the future. And Father, we ask that you bless our time here together tonight. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. Right on. Amen. Can I get a right on, right on, right on? Well, I guess you can. <laughs> right on, right on, right on. I know, right? We get to hear that on the Godcast tonight, isn't that? <laughs> right on, right on. <clears throat> Good stuff. All right, sir. Uh, um, all right, well, man. Jennifer, I, I just that. really mistyped your name. I'm sorry. You have to translate. <laughs> Jebba Manenafi means Jennifer. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> sorry. Mary's at it again. Are you, no, it's are another you, promo are you, code. Are you are you typing in Minnesotan? <laughs> yeah, could be. You'll find out on the twenty fourth. <laughs> oh wow, wow. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I mean, you know, my testimony is really, like I said, it's, it's not like, um, it's not wrought with a lot of jail or drugs or anything like that. I, mine, mine started out relatively as a kid. Um, my, <laughs> it's kind of a generational thing. It seems my, my, my dad was still going to A&M and my mom was at TCU and, um, they got married cause I was coming around and then, um, which kind of didn't set well with my dad's side of the family. They were not necessarily believers. They really weren't believers. My grandmother was, but my grand, my, my granddad wasn't. But, um, when my, after, right after my dad graduated, they, uh, moved, my dad moved back up to Fort Worth and my mom was still going through college and they went to a church, um, that was by TCU. And that was a God thing because in that Bible study group and those people that were in that Bible study group, I think it was like 13 different couples, including my, my, my parents have all stayed friends after now 50 plus years. And that's when my folks, um, came to receive Christ. My, my parents decided to not stay in Fort Worth and to um, not go, my dad didn't decided not to go to work with the large construction company that my grandfather was a senior vice president of. And they went ahead and got on staff with Campus Crusade. And so in the early seventies, Campus Crusade was relatively still kind of new. You had the yellow Bible, you know, the yellow tracks that they'd hand out on campus. And we moved to California, um, to Riverside and the Fullerton area. And matter of fact, our first, our first home was a fifth wheel that was in a RV kind of park behind the right field, uh, bleachers of what was then the Anaheim Angels old ballpark. And um, I got to hang around with um, a lot of athletes at that time. My parents were on staff with, with Crusade, but they were, they were with athletes in action. So they did a lot of ministering to um, a lot of the football players at USC, UCLA, um, you know, the, ball, the baseball players at Cal State, Fullerton, and that kind of stuff. I spent a lot of time at Arrowhead Springs. Um, I have a picture somewhere my mom took with me and, you know, the, 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 uh, leader of campus crusade was Bill Bright and pictures with him. My, uh, mom ended up getting a job, um, as Josh McDowell's, um, assistant at that time. And we started going to a small church called the first evangelical free church and my dad uh became an um a deacon there and that guy that was teaching there was chuck swindoll and it was three to four hundred people you know and that's just kind of how i grew up for up until i was six and a half or seven years old it was going to um 
you know, a, a vacation Bible church with, with Chucky Jr. Um, and spending a lot of time at Swindoll's house, which is actually where uh, the year, uh, or about six months before we left to come back to Dallas. Um, my mom and dad and Chuck and Cynthia, we were over there at their house, and that's when I really began to, um, I really gave, accepted Christ in, you know, as my personal Lord and Savior. I knew what that meant. Um, my mom, <laughs> even right before she died, she would tell me, do you remember when you were a little boy? And um, I said, yes, first of all, yes, I do. I remember because you were much taller to me then, and you're not as short as you are now. <laughs> and and uh, she would go, you know, remember how you just loved Jesus? And I did. You know, the songs would come on, and even now I can man cry, you know, at, at praise and worship songs. Or even now I'm going to try not to get through it. So that uh, mm -hmm. just thinking about it, right? And yeah. so Chuck Chuck sat me down and uh, you know talked to me. He's like, Jimbo, okay. Do you know what we're talking about? Do you know the prayer of salvation? And I said, I do. Yes, I do. And I just you know, and I had that. I just knew that he was always going to be with me. But like any child. Um, most of the time, I also forgot that he was. And so we made a move back to, uh, we made a move back to Dallas in 76. And um, I went to public school for about a year. And then uh, my mom got a job after her degree was in education. And so she got a job as the headmaster's um, assistant at a, at a, Christian school there in Addison in Dallas. And that's where, I mean, that's where I went to elementary school in part of um, middle school up until seventh grade. And I met some really neat people. We actually had Bible class and we had uniforms at that time. And with the, you know, we, the guys had to wear ties on Wednesdays because that was chapel. And it was a school that was started and funded a lot by Tom Landry and you know, Bent Tree Bible Church had a lot to do with it. So it was really non-denominational. I was never really been in a, in a, in a denomination um, environment. It was always, this is who Jesus is. This is what the gospel says. And this is what you're supposed to do. And that's just how I grew up. I never really, I mean, I, I, I went to Catholics uh, to Catholic Mass a couple times with my neighbors because I just wanted to see what that was about. I realized quickly that was not for me. That's a lot of exercise. You have a lot of up and down and a lot of up and yeah. down, a lot of up and down, right? That's just yeah. horrible, on, horrible on the knees. Right. But um, I, had, uh, I had juvenile arthritis, and I had it really badly um, starting at about third grade. And then in fourth grade, I got to where I really couldn't walk and they wanted to put me in a wheelchair. And I was like, no, no, I'm not a wheelchair. I'm not a wheelchair kid. Right. And so, yeah, yeah. And so I uh, kind of rebelled against that, but they didn't know what it was. And I went through a lot of different tests, a lot of different orthopedic doctors. I had, 
even a plastic cup that they would put on my heel as an insert to try to help the pain and it just didn't wasn't working and none of that helped and uh i even the last doctor we went to i was i was laying on the laying on the bed and he was he was going to draw uh stuck a big old needle in my in my right ankle and was going to try to see if i had water on my you know between my joints and obviously i didn't and i sprained my mom's hand nearly you know kind of and cracked one of her little fingers but oh. that was it and so he's like hey i think um the last resort is you need to go to scottish right in dallas and scottish right still is a children's burn center but at that time and it's it's a children's hospital but they had just started doing um studies on kids and genes and for um, kids with ra and i again never felt like i really belonged there because my knees weren't swollen like some of those kids were i wasn't getting cortisone shots daily or i wasn't getting gold injections they would actually do that at that time they would inject gold really? um, into their knees or into their joints uh-huh and people and, fake it to get gold. I'm kidding. Right. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, hold on. You're here at a children's hospital and you look like you're 42. What are you doing? Cause you got some in your, you got some in your teeth already. <laughs> Let's just take it out of them teeth. Yeah. And so it's like, you just take it out of there and melt it and put it in your joints or what? And so, it's good. That's all right. Yeah. And that's kind of how I look at it too. But it was a, it was. I would have to go every uh, for a while. I was going every week. And uh, fortunately, we we're still living in Dallas at that time. But um, my doctor was really, really good, and he was an older guy named Chester Fink, and um, that actually has that actually comes into play later when I got to A and M and for the brief time that I spent there, <laughs> but it comes into play. And so, um, I just ended up, I was on 500 milligram tablets, 1500 milligrams, grams of trilocate. It's just basically like a high speed aspirin. And that helped. And he's like, uh, but he said, you're, you probably won't play football. You probably won't, um, play baseball and you definitely won't play soccer or basketball. Your joints just can't handle it. But, I did do a lot of that stuff. I was still doing that as a kid. Um, even in Dallas, I was playing a lot of summer baseball and then obviously playing a lot of soccer. And it, it actually kind of helped because I did a lot of stretching, which is crazy because I don't do a lot of stretching now. <laughs> and I could, <laughs> it would be better if I did a lot more stretching now. Um, but we, I was in a, I was in a Bible church um, at that time. You know, we, we were kind of doing Bible studies. We, we prayed every night, you know, at dinner. We, my mom would talk to me a lot. Um, I, had a, I had a better relationship at that time with my, I've always had a better relationship with my mom. God's repairing the, and working on the relationship that I have now with my dad. But my mom was obviously really involved. And mainly because I think her sense of humor is, was really, really good and quick. But I mean, for a short person, it's surprising that she was able to be that fast. And 
that's what I would tell her. I said, Mom, how are you so funny for being so short? And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, then she's like, you know, I, I know you're not wearing a cup right now, so don't push me. And, um, <laughs> so I, my, 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 my middle school and elementary school years were really not that, you know, that kind of that way. I was just, you know, was just kind of growing up. We rode a lot, rode a lot around in our bikes. We had a lot of freedom. We'd ride down, you know, seven blocks with our fishing poles and go fish at the Creek. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, we did do a lot of stuff with matches. Uh, we did do a lot of stuff with darts. I got in trouble. My, uh -uh. We ran out of targets. And so I grabbed my sister's Barbie dolls and we just stripped them naked and put them up, hung them up on the oh, wall no. and used them as, yes, use them as an artboard. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't set well too. And that's, that's, and that's when the beatings began. Um, <laughs> but that, <laughs> metaphorically and physically, but Hey, and my, my dad didn't have a problem using the belt. Now, sometimes it went overboard, but um, there were times where, you know, it was kind of necessary. And that was something as I, when I became a dad that I, became, I had to be very aware of is not letting my, if I was angry or upset, not letting that intercede in the discipline um, portion of what was going on at that time. Correct. And I never really had like an anger problem but there were things like that would happen you know that kind of get your blood going yeah. and so we'd have to take a minute it still didn't pray even at that time as a dad um but i was just aware that i need to take a few minutes or take a few seconds and then i'm going to go in and discipline and we're going to do it this way and we're always trying to look you know to do things differently and better um even though that was only one small part because everything else i did as a father or as a husband um was just not good but going through um then we moved to fort worth back to fort worth for uh, my dad um my grandfather had had started his own company and my my dad we moved back to fort worth and um i got into a, uh, a very wealthy private school not because we were wealthy but because i could just fill, fill in the bubbles really well i had no business being there um other than my mom asked the headmaster, what's the best school in Fort Worth? And she said, Fort Worth, he said, Fort Worth Country Day. And so that's where I ended up going to school, hmm. which is a very liberal school, but it's a, it is an extremely wealthy school. My, um, <laughs> the people that were, that I graduated with, um, were the Basses, Hyatt Bass, her, the two big tall buildings. If you guys ever been to downtown Fort Worth, that's her family. Um, that kind of stuff. I drove a, I drove a 1976 regular cab, Chevy, three on the tree, silver with maroon kind of in the middle. That was the <laughs> old, old. And I mean old. I mean 76. And this was it was yeah. 10 years old, and it was beat up. I mean beat up. Cause it was just an old construction truck guys just throw the tools in the back. I mean, it scratches, it was rust and all that kind of stuff. And you pull up in, in that and you park that next to a, 
you know, brand new 1985 Maserati or BMW. And you're just like, wow, I am not fitting in at all. How times have changed. You pull up on that now. I know, right? Well, (laughs) my senior year, we finally just decided some of my buddies that I got to have a lot better relationship with were like, Conley, that thing is just so ugly. It's cool. So then I'd pull it out over to buy the baseball field and, you know, carry my, my catching equipment out there. And, um, one of them had a boom box back then. So we just put it out there. The coach was, the coach was cool. You know, there's a reason we were playing baseball because it's American and we were not playing the communist sport of running around in circles called track. Right. I mean, it's- well, I'm just going to tell you, we had every, every football field has a victory bell. So like when you score a touchdown, you ring the victory bell, they would do it when somebody would throw up. Right. We were like, we don't, we don't need a victory bell. We're baseball players. Besides we have, we look better in pants. And so, um, it was just, but that was, that was, I was, but that was one of the few times that I was really part of something. I mean, I played a lot of sports. I was one of the few people still that lettered um, all four years in all three sports. Um, but I just still never really felt like I was was still kind of on the outside. Even even acting, I did a lot of plays. You know, we did Grease. I did. I was the lead in our town and, and all that kind of stuff. But it was just not quite part of anything. I had a a girlfriend that I dated for three years and I sabotaged that because I knew that something bad was going to happen. And I totally wasn't prepared for anything after high school, but, and I was doing, I was going to young life, you know, we did young life and church and all that kind of stuff, but there still wasn't God really. It wasn't. And I didn't do drugs one because I thought that I was good enough to play, you know, at the next level. And I was, but it was kind of on my own and I didn't really have any kind of direction with that. So I just thought, well, I'll just go play at AM. And so sure. one note has a question mm-hmm. if, about music. Did you, mm-hmm. have you, have you played music? Do you play an instrument or no, no gifts and tints of the instrument. I play a lot of good air guitar and, <laughs> <laughs> And I sang. I might have seen that at Bard's Fest. <laughs> yeah, you did, didn't you? Right. <laughs> and um, I can sing when um, the music is louder than me, and if there is a chorus of people who sing a lot better than I do. And and even doing Grease and a lot of the musicals I did. I mean, I didn't mind singing. I just when I learned that I was a, a you know, I guess classified a baritone, then. I would try to follow the music, you know, go up and down and, you know, with the little notes and things like that, but I can't read music. Um, I've, I've always wanted to learn to play the guitar, but I haven't been diligent enough to sit down and learn and, um, or patient to some degree too. There's a lot of that. And so, um, I didn't now when I got to A&M and being around A&M, A&M, A&M was everything because my dad went there. My dad played baseball there. Um, my grandfather had gone there for two years. Um, and you go to football games and all that kind of stuff. You do see the, you know, the Aggie band and they're good. Um, yeah. 
I just never, I never got into, you know, deciding to play. And then, but again, even then, it was still going to, it was still kind of going to church. And even we start, you know, helped start a new church that's now a lot larger now. And which has been neat to see, but it just wasn't a lot of, you know, full on Jesus having a relationship with Jesus. I didn't learn that then. I did understand it when I was a lot littler, but then as things came, as I got older and then, you know, and as life started growing and happening and things like that, I just sometimes didn't even register a lot of the things that my mom would talk to me about. And, um, you know, like spiritual warfare being one, um, or to what it truly meant to, to have a relationship with Jesus. I could never correlate that with like having a relationship here. When you have a relationship with someone, you tell them everything, you talk to them, you, you know, and it's not that you, you know, it's your significant other, but when you have a relationship, a friend relationship or whatever, you're, you're there with them and you can talk with them. To me, praying was the only way to really, um, you know, talk to God. Well, I don't want to pray all the time. I don't want to sit down on my knees and go, okay, I got to talk to God and I'm going to pray and I got to be praying in a certain way. Well, as I've gotten a lot older, um, I've come to realize that I can talk to Jesus anytime that I want to and I can look over in the truck if it's just me and him and I can look over there, I know he's in the passenger seat. I know he's with me so I can talk to him then. Or if I'm at the house now, I can talk to him that way. I have no, I have no qualms or shame or, you know, goofy, funny feelings. Like, why am I talking out loud to myself? You're not, you're having a conversation with the guy who is there with you and will always be with you. And that never registered with me until much later. Yeah. Um, I, Jim? Jim. Yes, go ahead. We have someone here who wants to say hello to you. You bet, brother. Hey, Collie, how's it going? Well, hey, Jason, how are you, man? I'm I'm doing great. So I got I got to tell you about a story about Conley. So, um, <laughs> uh, so um, Bards Fest last year. While we're looking forward to Bards Fest 2013 uh, or 2023, excuse me, um, Bards Fest 2000. Uh, uh, 20 when we were there last time um right so i'm i uh i traveled from washington state all the way down to Miss, mississippi yeah, or missouri and uh and was there in the hotel room and uh you know after you know six or seven days on the road you got to do laundry and so i'm doing laundry in the um in the um in the motel and i'm I, I come out into the to the living room there where there the, the the lobby there at the motel and uh and i had not been able to make the shofar um um the shofar uh uh, uh what do you want to call it? everyone's supposed to meet and blow their shofars the day before right. but i was yeah. i was i was being late and so I, I wasn't able to make it and so I come into the lobby at the motel and I'm doing laundry and all of a sudden um, someone's playing shofars on their phone and it was Conley. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and there's this group of people in the lobby 
all barge people in the lobby at the motel there in Missouri. Yeah. And, uh, we've been friends, uh, ever since. Yeah. Um, but the, 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 the big thing about that is, is that, uh, we met there and we, uh, we connected there and, um, it's been, a uh, what do you say, Jim? A blessing. It, it, a blessing ever since. Yeah. I think that, um, it is one of the things that God, obviously God had, had planned and had designed and it was, it was, you know, a lot of us all got in, came around to, um, listening to, to, to Bards FM or Bards of War at that time for a lot of our own reasons. And my reason was that I, was in a huge deep depression. I had just gotten divorced for the second time, gone through a whole lot of stuff with number two and her own addictions and things like that. And we got divorced and said, you can't, you can't pick, if you can't pick. And I decided to do the second one differently than I did the first one. It's going to be all in. Right. Conley and I are in the same boat as far as as that's concerned. Exactly. And so, but she could not and would not, so we got divorced and then, um, had a lot of, it cost me a lot of money, had a lot of anger, I mean, like $850,000, 64,000 is what it cost me. And then, um, some other things happened had and my landlord was getting his own divorce, gave it to his wife. She said, you're going to move out. I'm selling the house, got an apartment. Um, and it felt like jail. And one day I just got on YouTube and Bards of War was a suggested video. And I thought, well, that looks kind of cool. That's a bunch of war fighters and things like that. And I had friends of mine that, that did all of that stuff. I chose to play, try to play baseball instead of, and matter of fact, my outfit advisor at A&M, we talked, he was an old Marine and he said, Hey, you, you're going to, you can be a good Marine, but I think you can be a better baseball player. And, um, so I went that path and got hurt and, but I don't ever get, go back into that and go, I wish I had done that and wish I had done that. And so anyway, that's how I came across, um, Scott and God put that there at that time. And so I got on Twitter, wasn't going to be on Twitter, even though I was on Facebook, wasn't going to be on Twitter, but then I got on Twitter and then he, we started communicating a little bit. And then I got him now as part of something, something really cool. You know, we're going to fight evil. We're going to fight this. And a lot of people on the same page, you know? But they're like, I don't care where you come from and I don't care any of this stuff. We're all going to be, you know, battle buddies and we're going to do all this stuff together. And then I told him one day, I said, you know, we haven't ever met and but we chatted back and forth. I said, you're going to have a You're going to have a big impact. And I don't know why I'm telling you that, but there's you're going to make an impact. And I could watch I watched his accounts grow and I watched his account grow and then. He started getting more people on YouTube and I went back and I would re-listen to episode 64 when he would tell his story about what happened to him. And I thought, man, you know, that dude kind of got through it and he's had a whole lot worse stuff than me. You know, why are you, why are you down all the time? But again, I wasn't plugged in, wasn't talking to other believers. I had left my church because wasn't happy with how they handled me. Um, where they just stopped like, Hey, I'd re- even reach out to them. 
hey, man, I got this going on. I got this happening. You guys know about all the other stuff that's been happening. And the men just kind of went, eh. I'm like, well, you know, now I'm not a part of anything again. So, yeah. but with, but God, God was still showing me how to push into that. And so then I got into what was going on at that time in 18 and then 19. Um, and then, you know, uh, here we are. Uh, a lot of things happened between then, you know, I, I even listened to him. He would be like, you know, I went back to Oregon. I went back to, back to my home. Well, that's what I ended up doing. My parents moved from Yuma, um, Arizona to Texas. And my mom said, hey, you know what? Why don't you come catch your breath out here for a minute? Get sorted out. And I, yeah, you can help me because dad's about to have some serious medical stuff. And I need some help. And you can help us. And I thought, well, cool. I'll do that. And um, sure enough, he needed me here for that time because then my mom ended up getting sick in 20. And then they killed her, they killed her in the hospital with the hey. severe in the vent. Conley, walk us through that. No, no, well, no, 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 seriously. Walk, walk yeah, us through that with your faith and, and, and your knowledge. Walk us through that. Well, it, it wasn't really a lot of knowledge. It was kind of faith, but it was still kind of really kind of, I would say, willy-nilly. It was still just kind of being, at that point, out in the ocean, and you're just kind of being knocked around by the waves. And sometimes my head would go down, and then it, you know, and you feel like you're underwater, and like there's no way up in it. Or you get like a 56, 50 or 60 foot wave, and it just come crashing on you. And then when you get up to the surface, and you feel like you're catching your breath, you're still treading water. And um, then another wave would come, and it, and that's what happened for the really for the last. I don't want to say 15 years, but it has been like that for definitely the last 10 and still working. I still was helping my clients. They're still getting their claims settled. But then, um, but I want to go before I get back, before I move into the 2020 part. Well, I got to be there first because then that got us to Bards Fest. My mom got sick. Um, so we got all the stuff, you know, the vitamin C, even the nurses were telling her this. She kind of recovered, and then my dad got it. And he had had a uh, double bypass um, got eight months before. And it really knocked him down. Uh, um, so much so that he fell. You know, he was able, you know, I wasn't able to walk. And we didn't have walkers. We didn't have a, I just had an old secretary. He had an old secretary chair, you know, on wheels. I'd move him around in that, you know, through the house and down the halls and all that stuff. And, um, so I was able to take care of my folks. And then my mom got sick again and then she didn't come out of the hospital. And that kind of moves into a dy dynamic of my you know, that was with my mom and my dad, I think my mom just was ready to go home and my mm -hmm. dad was ready to go do whatever he wanted to go do. Um, so, uh, Conley, sure. uh, the little red rocking chair, she asks, mm -hmm. um, if you think men are avoiding the establishment churches for the same reasons that you avoided the church. I think some of that may be the case. I think, um, 
Now, there, there are, I, I met and knew good men um, in, within the church. I, they, um, they're there. I don't think necessarily, though, that there's, I think that, I think the move now is, is yes. They, they are now moving into men's, I would, I would call it men's wellness. Um, we've always, and you guys all have probably heard this from different people or, and you've seen it, you know, throughout the, the, the secular world, men are becoming belittled. We're becoming derided. We're becoming a lot of different things. And so that actually can play a little bit on your psyche, but not much, but it, as a whole, it, it has a huge impact. And so men don't want to be as men manly um, as we're designed to be. It doesn't mean we got to go out and slay dragons and, you know, beat people up and all of that kind of stuff, but we can still go talk to other men and, and help them. I was part of a group of friend of mine, friends of mine in Fort Worth that were, um, they started a group called brothers keepers for their, uh, uh, they were younger. They were my sister's age and, um, went to the same school as she did. And, and one of their buddies was, uh, forward air controller in the air force and he was doing a training jump like he did one or two he'd, he'd done one or two deployments he was doing a training jump and his parachute didn't open and he was now a quadriplegic and so oh, wow. they yeah yeah they put together a group and so i'd go help with them well that kind of moved into another group that is now called the one tribe foundation it used to be called 22 kills. So when you see people with a black ring on either one of their forefingers, that is really 90% of the time, that's what that is representing because there's 22 veterans that kill themselves a day. Oh, wow. And that is, they pivoted into the One Tribe Foundation because they knew that first responders and folks like that weren't getting the help that they needed either. I mean, you go up on an accident and you got my mom, my mom would call me because my dad had a hard time talking with her about stuff like that. And she knew that I was kind of okay with it because of the things that I saw at Oklahoma city, um, um, at the Murrah building that, you know, right. You get counseling for and things like that, but she would, she would be able to tell me, Hey, you know, this is what happened when I rolled up on an accident and I had people in trauma or ER, things like that. And so those people need help too. It, it, the men though, have just always kind of been in a solitary place. And even uh, Duncan mentioned it the other day on his show. Um, and I think it's something that's now being talked about more and accepted more by men is that, hey, you know what? We suffer too, but we really suffer inwardly. And so we take a lot of the slings and arrows, especially if we're doing, if we're the ones that have caused the hurt or the harm. Um, yeah. But we don't want to go say, you know, I'm really kind of effed up right now. Can you help me? Because it's hard we don't to want, ask. Yeah, oh, definitely. Because you don't want other dudes going, what's wrong with you? Yeah. But the thing is, is that those dudes are going pretty much through very similar things or who have, or have gone through similar things. And they're like, well, if I help him, then all my stuff's going to come out. 
and but it uh, needs to. Well, you know I did, what? It, it, go uh-huh. ahead. No, I was going to say, was, yeah, you go ahead. Go ahead with yours, Jennifer. No, you go first, and then I'll listen. I'll listen and share. After. Well, that's why this podcast and podcasts like this are so important and so good because they are cathartic and when you get a when you get groups of men together and i think uh promise keepers uh, back in the day the late 90s early 2000s that was part of it it was a men's thing but it was never really uh you know it, it kind of petered out to a degree uh but when you have this these type of shows and, and podcasts where you can as men go dude there's just times i feel like i've been kicked all up in the midsection and I'd rather go stand out in traffic and let cars hit me than to have to go through any of that before I want to tell anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed though, Conley, that the the men are stepping up. And I've mm-hmm. like growing up, most of my friends were dudes because girls were just real ugly to me growing up. Mm-hmm. And guys are just real deal. Like we could just say stuff and it'd be done and there'd be no drama, you know. But I've noticed through the years, society played a toll on tearing men down. You can look at TV shows, you can look at like songs of all these people cutting on men that are women and the women, the roles got reversed because Mm -hmm. of the world. And it's like the scheme of the enemy, that stupid Jezebel spirit stepped it up and started trying to make men less than they were and they're not. And I'm seeing, I'm really excited to see more men of God coming up to speak and share. I, I'm seeing that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's restoration of the position, you know, the divine position of men and women coming back to the way it should be, I believe. And I believe that healing going on, and I'm hearing it in you. It's super cool. <laughs> yeah, I've it's, often, you know, told... Well, told you Conley that um, I am so impressed with how you are at the ready to just you know build up other men and support other men and pray for other men and um, as a woman I mean I can I just think that's pretty awesome when you see guys really stepping into each other's lives and even being Mm -hmm. willing to be open and vulnerable at a point and I've said that before that's the bravest thing anybody can ever do is to be vulnerable it's, it's a like risk, a band of brothers. you know, yeah. it, right. it, it is. And I think when you, when you put, when it's, when it's put that way, um, a band of brothers instead of, um, and, and I was really fortunate to be able to Duncan let me lead a podcast on spiritual warfare, because that's kind of what I equated it to is you're just in a foxhole. And, you know, you have your battle buddy maybe with you, but you know that five yards away or 10 yards away, you've got your battle buddy over there and you're really not alone. But when men get isolated, then like anybody else and women do too, but when we get isolated, Satan will really just begin to hammer and hammer and hammer and hammer and not enough men. Well, more men, like you said, Jennifer, more men are being able to talk about that where you're just like, man, I'm running around out here naked and just getting my, just getting everything kicked in and getting punched and punched and punched. But that's because you're expected to be able to go, well, just recover. We'll just recover. Well, 
Well, I just talked about the, the, the One Tribe Foundation. People don't recover. If there's 22 people, 22 vets that are, that are taking their lives a day, why? Why is that happening? Well, it's a lot of it is because they're not able to recover. The demons don't go away. Um, I had a, a guy that I knew, so I've known several, uh, but a guy that was really neat um, three years ago uh, was still wore, had his ring and all that stuff and a neat wife. And on the, on the surface, everything was kind of going okay. But one night he just, you know, stood in the shower and said, that's enough. And what we can, we can look at people and go, what, what would drive them to do that? What would, what would, what would cause that to happen? Well, look in your own life sometimes. How, how low can you get? How low have you ever and then you kind of go, well, what, what do I do? Well, that's what this podcast and other shows are, are really all about, is the things that we can do and be proactive about. Now, you may still be kind of just treading water and the, and the waves are still in the middle of the ocean. Waves, look at the ship, <laughs> you know, videos we've all seen where the ships are going up and then down. Ooh, that's you out there yeah, in the middle. Right. Right. Well, it's and then there's times when you you're thrown a life ring and you don't know it's there, but you still feel like you're just treading water. Our jobs are then to just kind of be that support for those people. But then we also have to learn. And this is where the thing with the men come into play. We have to learn how to be able to be receptive of that. And so, um, you know, there's been times that Duncan and I have talked quite a bit about being about receiving things that people tell us. Like what you just said earlier about me. I normally would have had, I have a difficult time with that. And I think some of it's, it, people would call it being humble. I don't like to call it that way. I don't like to call it being humble because then I'm not being humble, <laughs> you know? Right, but, you're bragging about your humility. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> Well, that's just kind of a catch 22, like, well, that's not yeah. so, but then normally my personality and who I am, I would be more deflective and then I'd more be self-deprecating. And then I would say something funny to, to, to keep it at arm's length. That's where a lot of my humor and a lot of the reason I'm funny was that was all kind of, uh, used as a shield. It was a shield in a good way because I could make people laugh. And if I could bring, you know, happiness and joy to them by making them laugh, then that was good. I wasn't being like, no, I don't want to talk to you. You're being a butthole. You know, that'd make them feel bad. But if it was self-deprecating and then in a humorous way, still shield myself this way, but they wouldn't necessarily feel it, but they'd be like, oh, he's a neat guy. Now, I wasn't doing it for the for those just doing it because it made them laugh and it, it that's happiness to them for however long that moment is now i've learned i can use that in a different way that's my one of my gifts and talents i have to recognize that as yeah. what god's given me is my ability to be to make other people feel good and i and, and laugh and not make things so serious to a degree and so heavy and then 
but use the self-deprecation not in a in a in a walled up kind of way but in a way of you can look at me the dude and who's that's why my podcast dude things it's i'm just a guy but then you can we can i take that and go but you know at the same time it's no different than paul or timothy or stephen or matthew peter peter denied christ three times have you ever denied i mean i've denied christ uh either just by through my actions or even just how i lived my life i'm kind of like peter but i i've never had it i've never done it audibly someone's never come anybody come up to me and say are you a christian and i said i've never said no well yeah but i don't say christian i'm a believer i'm a believer i'm a believer in christ and i have salvation because of my belief in my relationship with christ but i only have that because god sacrificed his son for me which he did for you too that's kind of how i move that away from being just self deprecating and funny now i can use it as an introduction or i can use it in a way that's not you know i'm gonna you know i'm not carrying a sign out on venice beach going repent or go to hell who would want to listen to that at all yeah you're using what god has given you in you Mm -hmm. know situations and you know it really does you know drop people's walls you know if it's Mm -hmm. used in the right way you know, it drops sure. people's walls and they, you know, it changes the atmosphere. And I think that's, you know, the Holy Spirit uses a lot of different ways. And know, that's because God people, changed so. me. He changed right. me from being a dude that was still kind of insecure, but still just being a, you know, bad husband the first time around. And we were young. We still have three great kids who are and Satan's working on them and hammering on them, too. But I, instead of focusing on the things that I, I, I got out of the mode or got into the mode of what are the things that you did that you could have done differently that would have made you a better man and a better husband? Those are the things that you can control. I had a counselor and then even um, later on in things that I learned having to go through Al-Anon and, and those type things. You're only, you can only control what you can control. Well, then I need to then focus more on my own relationship with Christ. That I can control. How, how much closer can I get to Him? Now, I'm going to tell you something. That sounds all like, ooh, he's, He knows stuff and He's doing stuff. I'm going to, I will back it back down a little bit and go, but I don't do that all the time. I forget, I forget. I don't, I haven't, I make it a habit and I do have my quiet time, but that's been learned within the last two years, three years. And even then it can be a little whatever, you know? So if you're in that kind of little whatever place, Hey, I'm just going to tell you, uh, okay, but spend more time with the one who wants to spend more time with you. We do that here on earth with the people that are around us. We almost demand it. We need it. Then we lord out in our minds. We go, why don't they, why aren't they listening? Why? And you keep chasing after that to a degree. Hey man, this guy, Jesus is here and he's never left. 
Right. And it took me, it's taken me, I'm 50, I just turned 54. And by the way, remember the TV shows like um, All in the Family and all those shows we used to watch and the Jeffersons and things like that? Yeah. yeah, Those people, those people were, you know, late 40s. Those actors were late 40s and early 50s when they were doing those shows. Look how old they look. I'm 54. Yeah. I don't even look near where near old as they do. Bless their hearts. And none of y'all do either. Okay. <laughs> right. High five to you, Big Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's you hope it's not all the uh, preservatives. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. had an art teacher that said it's good, clean living. Good, clean living. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. That's probably more true than the preservatives. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, let's hope. So my testimony really is like any of anybody else's testimony. It's always evolving. It's always growing and it's always will change until I go home or Jesus comes back. And one of the neat things that happened after my mom died, I got further into Christ, spent a lot more time with him, was doing a lot of battle with my dad. And then Bard's Fest happened. And I knew that I was going to that and I was looking forward to that because I knew those were my people. They were all my people, however many were going to show up. And then we had what Jason was talking about in that room at the hotel was called the Oasis room. That's where you could go eat breakfast. Yeah. A lot of us, a lot of us, ate more than breakfast and then drank drank more than orange juice while we were there too right (laughs) okay because we're adults however out of that god had has put together and is growing a cool group of friends that i never had really i mean i had i have good friends i have my two my my legally stupid friends that i've known for 35 years and those two dudes will never ever go away as difficult and as frustrating as they are on a daily basis, I still pray for them and tell them I pray for them. And we still argue and debate. Um, one, because one's an attorney and that's just in his blood. But out of Bard's Fest grew a, came a whole new set of people. You see it in the chat during his shows or Duncan's shows, even my shows, even these shows like Nikki's and, and, and Punky's and this, and this show, it is a tremendous family, a tremendous family. And with the Oasis squad, that's even a more tighter knit group. We are, we didn't have Bart's Fest last year, but you guys were, I wasn't able to get there, but you guys were able to go meet up together and yeah. they planned it. And, and it's that kind of stuff that God has, for those of you who are, you know, maybe listening later, that's just God's stuff. That's all God doing, doing his thing. But at the same time, it's his kids, us kids who are listening to him, who are supporting each other. We have ups and downs with life, things that are going on. But in that group there, for sure, we can talk about stuff that's happening. And it's not yeah. just like somebody on the poor, poor train going, I need the attention of poor, poor me. It's just people going, Hey man, this is just the crap that's going on. 
yeah and we don't always agree either huh. i mean it's but, it's real it's reality of things sure. you know and just being able to come back to the center of of christ through all of the conversation is always gets drilled back to god and that's that's such an important aspect in any relationship i think sure totally agree 100 percent. and yeah. the 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 momentum is only going to grow it's only going to get stronger this show is only going to get stronger look at how many um how what did you now i know you've added some more so how you're 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 filled up until what time until um till mid-april i think we're out till april 14th right now i mean we're in we're at the first of february so you have all of february march and mid-april so if you guys want to get on you need to get on now so (laughs) and that's what i would tell people on duncan if you want to get on you know kiltochristian.com or gmail.com get on you know that kind of stuff because the more people as you begin to hear people who are doing regular things yeah. doing everyday things but it's not just people it's your it's your people you're hearing right. your people doing stuff so when satan decides to try to call you from the herd and isolate you you're not going to f- feel isolated you're not going to f- you can go to somebody and say hey man this is kind of what's going on you got a minute i've done yeah. that jeff and duncan do it i did it with jeff a while back during the summer where I had just really kind of reached my limit of life and BS, even though, even though I was still on the show, even though I was still doing, you know, still in chat and still, you know, doing stuff like that. But outside of that life was just real, real heavy and negative. And it's that way for all of us. Doesn't mean that God's gone away. It's actually God just kind of honing you and sharpening you. And it took me a long time to realize that he's not beating me up. He's, if I'm the clay and he's the sculptor, well, then he's just molding me. And then sometimes like clay can get a little unruly. I'd get unruly. There's a guy who is an awesome, awesome comedian. His name's Michael Jr. And actually... Scott played one of his videos um, a month or so ago, and he is, um, oh, he's, he's part of uh, uh, Robert Morris's um, church there in Gateway, but he lives up in Frisco. And he, I, I went to uh, a deal at Gateway Church one time, and he was talking, and he, he said this, have you ever, and this is where the GPS thing comes from, if you guys have ever heard of that, Jim, that this Jim. term, go ahead. Go ahead. Can I make a quick sound thing? Um, I, I'm hearing some crackling. Is that coming from your mic? No. Just check the sound out. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. But um, okay. I don't know if you're moving around or if you've got a mic with a wire or something. that's No, or... it may be. Okay. okay. Sorry if you're hearing it crackling. I'll pull it away no, a little that's bit. Okay. okay. I thought it was the I'm hamsters. <laughs> Man, I'm going to tell you. I tried, I tried, I didn't think that I could afford cattle at one time. So I tried, I bought hamsters and I was going to have like a hamster dairy. Oh Lord help. Yes. Well, you know, exactly. I mean, you haven't lived till you tried to milk a hamster, but, um, I, I, uh, 
I oh, I man. was like, man, my why is my death loss so high? And I realized, well, you can't you can't ride your horse like you can around cattle when you can around hamsters because it just gets stepped <laughs> they get stepped on. And then uh, and then oh man, you know, trying to find one of those little turkey basters, you know, <laughs> to try to milk them. And I was like, well, this is just making my hands hurt. And uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. But I got a little cheese, so it was kind of interesting. It wasn't like mozzarella. It was hamsterella is what I called it. I put a little, but if you put peppers in anything, you don't know Conley. I tried to warn you at the beginning of the show. This is like that. This is like that pre-show on Kilton Bishop. It's like our sound checks are like this though. They're kind of fun. We're not allowed to talk about sound check. What happened? Oh, that's right. Sound check. That's right. He's on sound check. Uh, so I have a, a serious heart. question. I think that's good. Your mic's cleaned up. Thank you. Okay, good deal. You bet. I have a serious question for you. Yeah. So as far as um so you had you knew Christ as a child then, like through right. your family and everything. Oh, and yeah. then it sounds like uh that you just solidified your relationship with him as you got older and that maybe mm-hmm. even Bards FM and and Bards Fest seems to have been a big impact that God used you, use that mm-hmm. um, to even, you know, increase your relationship with him. And so, and I've noticed that just knowing you in the couple of years too. Right. So, so my that question crazy? is, is that, isn't that is crazy? That, first of all, isn't that crazy? First of all, to say that we've known each other a couple of years. And to me, it's, yeah. it's like, it's like yesterday. <laughs> I know. It's like, and that's just, to me, it's just stunning. But go yeah, ahead for those question. of you who are uh, going to be going to the next Bards Fest, if you can make it, um, I'll tell you, it's like there was no uncomfortableness or anything when we all met. It was just, it was just like family, pretty much immediately. Yes. And that's, um, you know, we've experienced that through the last couple of years, getting closer. But my, I guess my question was, is that if that was the case, that you mm-hmm. feel um, that you knew Jesus you know, from a young age and then right. it's just been, it's been a, a growing relationship this whole Very time. much. Yeah. A growing relationship, but, a, but one too, that was, um, one-sided. I, I wasn't around. I even treated my, you know, some of my earthly relationships that way. And, and yet, and yet while a lot of those have gone away, um, some gone away, some were seasonal, um, but a lot of them, you know, were just shattered. Um, he's, he's always there. And it took me probably up until, up, I would say Bards Fest and a little bit before um, that, 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 that really began, that I really began to change my, my, perspective and understanding my real understanding of of having a relationship and that he was not going to go away that is bad or as as bad as as i had been and again i you know my stuff was more in the relationship area i didn't do a lot of drugs i smoked i've smoked weed five times the last time was with my two legally stupid buddies when we went to Europe and we went to Amsterdam. And then I realized there's a reason why I don't do it because 
I smoked it like a cigarette. And for all you deadheads, you know, that's not the way to do it. And I mean, within about 30 feet, I was like, hey, boys, I got to tell you, I already got the wobbly knees. And they're like, what? I was like, I don't do this often, but, I, you know, whatever. Just don't let me face plant on the Nazi cobblestones. And um, <laughs> and so, and and but that's just wasn't my thing. And so drinking, you know, I drink. And I like scotch and I like bourbon and I, but I don't do that a lot even now. Now there's times when I, if I've got a cigar and I may oh go, go, you know, get a bottle of good bourbon or whatever, and then just kind of have a sip and watch the sun go down and talk to Jesus while I'm smoking a cigar yes. because that's, because that's what <laughs> men do. That's what men do. <laughs> I want to smoke a cigar and play in a poker game. <laughs> we'll see it. just to do it, you know, <laughs> That's uh, and women apparently do it too. That's all right. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but, I love that you do that with Jesus. You're being you, and you're being real. Oh yeah, Conway. yeah, yeah. Just sit around going, "Thank you for letting me be able to smoke a really good cigar, and drink some really good scotch or really good bourbon, and thank you for yeah. making the thank you for making the Scottish, thank you for making the Irish, who taught us how to make good bourbon and good good scotch." and even the Russians for good vodka so that we can make tinctures that will heal us later. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jennifer, she's in here right yeah, now. She can tell Jen, you all about Jenny, that. Jenny Lynn's here. That's just Jenny Lynn. Yeah. Yeah. The vodka, the vodka is your base. Um, yeah. But that was, but Bard's Fest really was it. And now I've been able to, um, when I talk with people, I can, I'm a lot more open, obviously, and will tell them this is just kind of my story, and which always reminded me of my, one of my mom's favorite songs. You know, this is my story. This is my song. Yeah. Praising my savior all the day long. Um, uh, that was one of my grandmother's favorite hymns. And man. It's hard to hear that and not want to break down and cry. Man. Dude, I, I'm trying not I, to right now. <laughs> I love that one. It's oh, just man. so awesome. And you can just... Yeah feel Jesus or when you listen to um what is it Whitley I think Scott even played him one time I can't remember Whitley's last name but he's with the Gaither family and he would sing Amazing Grace and we played that at my mom's uh memorial service and um then when you know how that song came to be written and he lost his wife and children um the author of the song did and um, those kind of things, when you put that into how, how God just sent his son to he sacrificed his son for us, who, who, who would do that now? Who's ever really right. done that? I mean, it's, it's just, you know, overwhelming. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my oh, emotionally God. overwhelming. And so, yeah. God's changing a lot of things in my life. Definitely. Um, I still would like some, I like kind of what I do for a living, but I don't cause I do a lot of arguing with insurance companies and I'm really kind of tired of the arguing. Um, I have a really neat friend and she's been really special. She's just done a lot of talking. We've been able to talk just openly and all that kind of stuff. And, and that's been a blessing. It's been neat to have, the, the Oasis squad. It's been neat to do the podcast because people, 
um, do call in and we can be, it's not irreverent, but we can be funny and we can make jokes. And, um, and it's been a blessing to, to, to have, um, you know, Duncan and Scott as friends and now Jeff too, um, because they've been there at times when you're just, whenever it's dark and you know, you got two, you got two dudes, three dudes really that you can call and say, Hey man, what's going on? And, and they get to have the same kind of reciprocating feeling of like, Hey, it's okay that we can talk as, as men and the other men aren't going to go, like I said earlier, you know, what's your problem? It's more of how can we, first of all, we're going to pray about it and seriously pray about it. We're really going to talk to Jesus and we're going to talk, we're going to tell him, Hey, you already know what we're about to pray, but we're going to tell you anyway, because we need to, and we're supposed to, and then we're going to do our best to listen. And that's been little Jimmy's problem for a long time is not listening because Ron said early on in the show, when you notice that God has shown up and there've been plenty of times in my life that God has shown up. Um, I've been out in the desert running in, in Yuma and just having a pure David moment with, um, you, you know, yelling and screaming at God. And yeah, that's um, real. Yeah, it is. And I still have my, my mom brought my walking stick when they moved. She's like, here, here's your walking stick. I was like, well, that's neat, but thank you. Um, or being at Oklahoma city and just seeing, just seeing all of that. And then, um, doing a fair amount of drinking at one o'clock in the morning when we finally got done with some of the guys, the other guys, the fed guys that were just kind of going through our own thing. And we even, we had access to counseling and all that kind of stuff, but you just didn't go. You just drank, you masked it and then you went to work the next day. Um, that's not, that's not any way to live. And that's really, I guess, kind of what we do when we don't talk to Jesus or we, or we don't talk, have our time when we talk to him and, uh, or when we pray, we're really just masking. And when we start masking, that's when we get separated from the herd. Yeah. And that's when Satan, Satan will go to town and he's going to attack even more because of this herd of people who won't let that happen. No, we won't. won't let that happen. That's the, that's the neat thing about this family. And the cool thing is, is that there are other groups of people who are like this that are, that are growing themselves. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's all over. Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. And it's, um, I, I, the phrase, nothing can stop what is coming. I think, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of, you know, catchy, kind of, kind of, kind of vetchy a little bit, but that's true. But if we just stay on our, our, on an even emotional keel and have zero reticence about talking about God and what God's done for us and how he's interacted with us and how we interact with Mm -hmm. him, that I think putting it that way kind of will begin to dissipate a lot of the fear that, that people have about God. They've had that with the old church, the old style of preaching instead of teaching Yes. Where you're drummed into it. You're going to be doing this and going to be doing that. And now you, you who wants to follow somebody that they got to be scared of, right. especially you if you're to... supposed to be one of love. And that's one of the main 
the main reasons we we're doing the Godcast actually is, mm -hmm. you know, a big part of it is to, you know, find out about each other and to grow our relationships with each other. But the main, main purpose really, and, and this was placed on Ron's heart, um, right in from the beginning is salvation and, you know, people listening to other people's stories and, and realizing, hey, I, I kind of want that. I kind of want that thing that Jim's got, you know, I want to know, mm -hmm. I want to know God. And, and, you know, that's the one, that's like the thing is to point people to Jesus. And so, you know, we do that here on the show. That's a big, uh, a big part of it, actually. And so we just, uh, great job tonight. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, no, it's just he was right. Are you walking around? Yeah, I'm walking around because I get to walk and talk at the same time. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it really does help when you can hear somebody that's that's been through or is going through the same thing that you have. I've had yeah. I've had a lot of people and so it's Mary and the others. People have commented um, and, and gotten hold of us. And says, Thank you so much. You know, I'm going, I was going, I, I, I live through the same thing that you live. I can completely relate to that. And, yeah. you know, and it makes you feel better too. It's like, geez, I'm not the only one that's broken here, you know, and thank right. God for fixing me and, you know, healing my heart and putting me back on track. Um, such a beautiful thing. Um, and, and this family, just, just so everyone that's listening knows, you know, we're here for you. And if there's anything we can do, Please get in touch with us. You know, and mm -hmm. we're here to help you. We're here to guide you. Uh, we're here to listen to you. Uh, and so is Jesus. Uh, if you don't know him, he's his door is open. He's waiting for you. Heck yeah, he sure if, is, if I, man. If I can, we're um. Let me get let me get into salvation here, and then and then we'll you do bet. an prayer. Sounds good. Um. So for anyone listening to Jim's story, if you can relate to that, if if you don't have Jesus in your life, you know, maybe, maybe you were just, um, uh, baptized as a child, um, but really haven't gone through that salvation process or, or, um, maybe you just recently found out and realized that God is yes, a living God in control of, and the control of everything, including your life. Um, you know, he is waiting for you. He values each and every one of us. It doesn't matter how painful your past is, or even like Jim and myself, Jim, something I've heard in your story is that you were, you were born and raised in the church and then you kind of strayed. It doesn't matter how far you've strayed. He's always waiting for you. He always wants you to come back and he's waiting. If you just simply admit your need for him and seek to follow his will for you, you'll discover just how very important you are to God. Um, one thing in order to be saved is you must realize and understand that you are a sinner. And then um, you also must confess with your mouth that you believe that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him for the dead. So right now I want to read Romans 10, 9. That says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So right now, I'm going to open uh, open the call-in feature. If there's anyone listening uh, here live in chat that, that wants to receive Jesus tonight, if you want to be born again, please call in. Uh, or if you're listening to the recording of this Godcast, you know, simply confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord 
confess with your mouth that you believe he died on the cross and that God raised him for the dead raised him from the dead uh, and if you truly believe that you will be saved but if you call in right now we have a prayer of surrender uh, we can read it together Mary if you have that you can pop that up on the chat there so people can see it also it is on our telegram page this is an official Godcast on telegram um, Maybe you're uh, a little too shy and you don't want to do it on the Godcast. That's fine too. Send us an email. Um, give us your phone number. We'll call. We'll call. We'll call you out. We'll do it over the phone. Um, it doesn't matter how you do it. We we, we just want you um, to be part of our family. Uh, one day we're all going to be in the kingdom of God, and we want you to be there with us. Um, so please do that. Um, Acts 2.21 says, and it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that includes you too. So uh, if you will, if you want to receive Jesus, don't be shy. Go ahead and call in. We're here for you. Uh, with that being said, um, Mary, is there anything that you'd like to add? Um. I just wanted to say thank you again to uh, to Conley for sharing tonight, and thank you for Jennifer for coming on to special co-host tonight, and also for Jason Boilerman who called in too. And um, we just so appreciate all of you. And um, and like I just want to reiterate too what Ron said, if you even during the prayer, the final prayer tonight, if you feel the Holy Spirit is really tugging at your heart, like, you know, you need to speak this out loud tonight. Do it. You know, just do it. We, you know, we're here for you at any, at any point. So I just wanted to say that. Yes, yeah, so a call-in feature. We'll leave it open until the end of the show. So feel free at any time to call in. Echoes. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for asking me. Conley, this won't, so this won't be your last you. invite. I promise oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I just want to tell Conley I'm really, really proud of you, man. And I wanted to thank you guys also for asking me. It's, it's very humbling um, to be asked and, and to be back on Podbean. Um, and I love hearing your heart on as you share that Christ and uh, leading people to the Lord. You can hear the love. Of right, God we're losing her. And Mary, Echoes, can you hear me? Huh? I'm sorry, you're breaking up a little bit, hon. Okay. I, there you I go. just. I had to lean forward. I'm sitting in the parking lot of Matco. <laughs> I live out in the boonies, so I have to come into town to have internet. Okay, well, um, you sound great now. And we kind of heard a lot of what you said, but you go ahead. Good. I, I just wanted to reiterate, Ron, I love hearing God's heart coming through you when you invite people to Christ. And Mary, you're so understanding and so good with walking with people in their testimony mm -hmm. that I, I just pray blessings over your podcast here for God. Yeah. God's on a mission again. with it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. 
Yes, my dearest friends, let us not forget we are here for one reason and one reason only, and that is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior. So please, if there is that special someone in your life that you love that does not know God, please share this Godcast with them. Um, share, share this with them and pray for them. One other thing I want to encourage you is to pray for that person. Um, I got to tell you, uh, before I came back to the Lord, I had two guys that were praying for me, and I can't tell you it did a world of difference. Um, it brought me right back to the door, and and here I am today. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for uh, prayer. So please, I encourage you all to pray for those who need him. Uh, Mary, prayer requests. Um, if you could, please uh, pray for my son's grandfather, Tim. We just found out he's stage four. He's got throat cancer. Mm. Um, so if you could play, pray for yes. him, please. Yes. Our boys are way too young to lose a grandpa yet, so uh, we want to keep him around as long as we yeah. can. Um, yes. And uh, also for spiritual needs, he does not know the Lord. And if there's anyone else um, that has any prayer requests, please, like I said earlier, you know, just just feel free just chat those in prayer requests throughout the show. Um, if not tonight, next week that you're here, and we will pray for you at the end of the show. Uh, also, we want to pray for Texas and Duncan. Uh, we and we haven't heard them guys all week because they've just been bombarded with absolutely horrible weather. Um, anyone else you can think of? Yeah, there were a few people who had uh, tagged me for a couple different things, so I've made some notes of it. So I'll, um, I'll, and if I've missed you, I, I, you know, God knows. So yes, just remember that. So. All right. Well, fortunately, the weather is is warming up, so the ice is going to be going away really quickly. Um, now it's just a matter of just kind of cleaning up and get everybody's power back on. Okay. We'll pray about that. Yeah. So if we're ready, I'll just uh, close us out in prayer. Do you have anything else, Ron? Or... No, no. We're good. Okay. All right. So, Lord... <laughs> Mm -hmm. This is my favorite time with you. So uh, I just want to thank you for tonight and thank you for um, just the, the work that you've done in Conley's life and just the friendships that he's forged with, with your family here. It's, it's just amazing. And I thank you that you have uh, nudged him to come on and share his story tonight because I know it's going to touch some people. It already has. So um, I just, I pray for though anything that has uh, touched a person in their heart or their mind with his story tonight or your story, Lord, that um, we just pray that the Holy Spirit will just continue to stir in that person and bring them closer to you. And also, we want to lift up uh, the people here and uh, that have mentioned something in our chat about uh, challenges they're having. And um, but first, I want to start off with I just want to uh, lift up Ron's boys, their grandpa Tim, and um, we just pray a healing hand over Tim, over his body, over everything that's happening. We pray your healing in that, Jesus. But Holy Spirit, we also pray for Tim's heart and his mind that he will 
come to you and that his relationship with you will begin and just grow and and that the boys will be able to see that as well and i i also pray for their hearts that they'll be comforted give them peace in everything that's going on right now and um just give that their family a sense of joy during this time as well and to just grasp each day with you lord as they have i also want to lift up uh duncan and um you know everybody in texas basically lord that has gone through some really traumatic things here with the weather and you know whatever's happening with that lord we just pray against whatever the enemy is trying to do there in the name of the lord jesus christ we reject anything from the enemy that would be just messing around with people's lives in that way and we pray for strength for duncan that he'll be able to um just be replenished and re and recoup his strength lord just strengthen him um during this time, he's he's probably just pretty wiped out, Lord. So um, just give him strength and um, also show him little pieces of you and even in the work that he's doing right now and cleaning up and increase his relationship with you, Lord, during this challenge. I lift up Jazzy and her son and um, her health. Um, there's been some something in chat about her that she... Um, I think she came home now, so I think we're gonna uh, lift her up and her rec recouping her health, and uh, just give her son some peace and all of that as well. And there was a mark, or not afraid, had chatted out that there's a mark who who lost his must be a friend of his, but he lost his wife to cancer. And uh, we're just going to pray for Mark's relationship with Jesus right now. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you will just come upon Mark in a remarkable way through this, that you will be his comfort, his peace, and his joy as well at some point, Lord. And we pray for that family that they'll be able to look to you during all of this time. That's the most important thing. And also want to lift up Nathan and uh, just a praise report for Moonwolf here that he he experienced a pretty good day today. So we're just going to praise you, God, for that. And uh, thank you that he made it in here for the chat. I don't know if he's still here, but Lord, we just lift uh, we lift a praise report up to you, and we just want to pray for continued uh, just guarding of the hearts and the mind, heart, his heart and mind, Lord, and that any spiritual attacks will just be struck down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We just strike them down, whatever the enemy's plans are. You don't belong. And I also want to lift up uh, Conley's relationship with his dad. He briefly mentioned that tonight. And so, Lord, I just I want to lift up that relationship, the strengthening of it, that they'll be able to come together with you as the focus because you are the great glue for everybody mm -hmm. so i just i lift up that relationship and just guard uh conley's heart and his mind and um just continue to work in him and 
um, help him to lift others up as he's so good at that, Lord. You have given him a gift in that, so we thank you for that. And also, Scott, we can't forget Scott um, of Bards FM and the and the Bards Fest coming up. So um, we just praise you, God, that you are working in that, and we are so excited about it. And we just we just know you are all over it and on top of it. So we're not going to worry about it. But Lord, we just ask for your guidance and your peace in every decision. We ask that. Um, funds are made available if they're needed that gifts will come forward from people who who are needed in the whole project and um we just thank you we just thank you for we just thank you for scott kesterson lord that um he's he's brought us here together right now so um we thank you for that and we praise you for all you're doing here and we also lift up anybody who is needing the Lord right now, if you're listening to this and you feel like, man, I just want that, you can have it. You can have it. It's right here for you. So Lord, I just pray that that whoever that's touching right now in this very moment that they're hearing it, that they will just be wrestling with you like a pebble in their shoe. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for everything. In your precious name, amen. 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 Right on. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Right on, right on, right on. Right on, right on, right on. Woo. Daddy's a little sweaty. Daddy's a little sweaty after that one. It was fire. Oh, it's pretty hot in here right now. Conley, thank you for coming. Echo, You're welcome, brother. Mary, beautiful prayer. Uh, guys, we're going to kick off the night with a little bit of music, and then we'll head on over to Bardsies. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. We love you. Thank we'll you. you we week. love you. Thank you. Good night. Bless you guys. Awesome. Yeah, bless you too. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Jesus, a name above every other. Jesus, the only one who could ever say, Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Oh, we live for you. Holy, holy, there is no one like you. There is none besides you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in love to those around me. Worthy, worthy.
Oh 